Welcome to 10 Minutes With. It's a podcast for people who want to listen to podcasts but don't have all day. We've got a quick chat with someone you might be interested in learning more about in about 10 minutes. Surrender seems to be a big word for Caleb, Jordan, and Josh Ward of Consumed by Fire, with hits proclaiming things like, every breath I breathe, I need you, God, to more recently, first things first, there's a recognition of desperation for God that goes down to the core of who they are. Talking with these three who are brothers, I feel a certain camaraderie, myself the youngest of a trifecta of boys, so I have to know, what was the video game conflict like growing up? Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I nobody's think, ever asked this. I love this question. Oh, I, this is awesome. I'll, I'll never forget one night dad was coming in to the den and he was ready to, to watch uh, some Monday night football with us. So he comes into the den <laughs> and as soon as he walks in, I think I'm throwing a controller at Jordan's head. <laughs> yeah. And he starts getting on to us. Mom's like, well, what's going on? And dad goes, I just go out there to watch Monday Night Football and they're fighting again over these video games. It got to a point to where dad didn't want to buy them the, the new Madden game. game. So you know what we did? They went to a tournament at the local Walmart, and we came in first and second, and each won a copy of the new game. Every year. Every year. <laughs> Proud of those copies. That is so epic. I was going to ask who the worst loser was, but I don't know if that's going to be contentious. Probably me. Oh, yeah. don't take the high road. What you <laughs> <laughs> After this whole thing. No, I probably was. <laughs> it's the thing about siblings, though. Like, you go through it, you love each other, and you're on the road together. <laughs> you're doing ministry together yeah. as brothers. Yeah. And looking at first things first, I love that you've got a, a miniature kind of devotional that goes along with the heart of first things yeah. first. And yeah. it's the Sermon on the Mount, and you're just singing it. What's it like to, like, bring that message to today we feel like this tour right now too with the first things first tour the message is so for today it's a little bit of a counterculture message when you really look at it it's saying don't get caught up in the chase of all of these things that the world system tells you is important to define what you do as successful and jesus was really letting us know it isn't your job to even get caught up in what you're going to wear and what you're going to eat and how you're going to provide for your next thing. And don't get caught up in the chase of the stuff. He said, if you seek the kingdom first, then all these other things that I just mentioned will be provided for you. The lilies of the field, they're not worried. The birds of the air aren't worried. Yeah. Your father in heaven takes care of all of them. How much more will he take care of you? And I think that this message is so for today, just as we see in 2 Timothy 3, Paul would say, in the last days, Men shall become lovers of themselves. It's a real thing now. We came to the end of ourselves before we wrote this song, and maybe even during the process of writing and after and all these things, how the Holy Spirit uses the songs, amazing. Yeah. But we had to come to the end of ourselves. You need to find your identity in the kingdom. And exactly. we had to come to that point. We had to say, oh, why are we so disappointed? Why do we want to quit? Why do we feel like what we're doing isn't successful? Here's the way our daddy used to put it to us. He'd say, boys, as believers, you don't get to define success the same way the world does. He says, but success for a believer is being in the will of God. And that's how you need to look at success. Am I in the will of God? And everything else after that follows. And so we had to come to that point. Can I ask a little bit more about what coming to the end of yourselves kind of entailed? in a season yeah yeah i think for us it was we had to fall out of love with numbers that's where disappointment can come from it's well 
What's the end of the year look like financially to help the family? How many people are in attendance? How far did the song go up the chart? Numbers yeah. will drive the industry. It drives to your relevance. And at some point, you have to return back to your first love of going, I don't want to know about the numbers. I mean, yeah, yeah, you don't want it to flop, but you have to do it from passion. And you have to do it from the anointing. And you have to push into the Holy Spirit. And you can't do everything you do just because you care about success. Well, you know, the wild thing is, is the more you look at the numbers before you know it, yeah. now you're into self. I want to fully rely on God. I want to yeah. fully rely on the love he has for me. I want to come to the end of saying, I need you, God. Like a lot of our songs are about this type of surrender because it's a constant struggle. You can do really well for 10 years with surrender and then tomorrow, throw you know, throw it away. so it's an everyday yeah. thing. Every breath I breathe, I need you, God, right? Yes. Yes. Love <laughs> the heart of ministry is like just blazingly evident over over what you do and over your words. God used in such a huge way. Your father, knowing that that he passed away this past year, I just first of all wanna wanna respect that and, and your loss and the place he had and has in your life ongoing. It just seems like there's so many words that he imparted on you. Go with peace was a phrase your dad yeah. would use. Yeah. Daddy was so good with just practical wisdom in moments like that. And, you know, there's so many crossroads we face. Well, do I go left or right, Lord? And he would always say in those moments, well, that's where you go with peace. Because you're never going to find the Holy Spirit leading you a different way. And, and that's still yeah. small voice. In one place, you see Paul say, God's not the author of confusion, but yeah. of peace. And in other places in Colossians, he would say that we are to let the peace of God be the determining ruling factor in our hearts. So go where you have the most clarity, the most peace of, in, in your heart. And it's so. more than just a feeling. It is. It's not an emotional thing. And, and our dad was able to exemplify this, is that sometimes what gives you peace doesn't always make the most technical <laughs> correct you know what what we would normally look at as the ideal right. most sensible thing i feel like it could be hard to answer for yourselves so i'll maybe ask if you could answer what do you see in each other that reminds you of your dad oh that's oh, a beautiful gosh. question bro yeah. jordan for jordan <laughs> but i think with jordan it's his passion his ability to recall scripture and so, I mean, he can give you chapter and verse for so many things. And our dad, man, all the way up until some of his final moments, that guy would recall and quote you scripture and give you contextualization to that scripture of things that let's just say they weren't hanging on the refrigerator. You didn't <laughs> you didn't have to memorize them in Sunday school when you were a kid. You know what I mean? These, they were he had the, the, the deep cuts. cuts. <laughs> <laughs> OK, for both of the guys, I would say. Dad had a lot of perseverance. Hopefully we all have that piece of dad in us, I would hope. And, and I, I will say I see that employed uh, every day with them. To I'll, see. See, I'll see it on Caleb with his patience a lot of times and uh, how he'll just, uh, he'll make maybe a grunt or, uh, you know? <laughs> and then you just know he's employing patience in them. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think we've all got a little piece here and there. And hopefully, you know, dad was the first one to say, I'm not a perfect man. And you're going to see me mess up. He said, but you're always going to see me and your mom run back to the word, run back to the Lord. And so I hope that for all of us, that can be said of us and our legacy that we're going to mess up. 
and uh, you're going to see it happen. You can ask our crew. You can ask our, our band members, the people that see us every day. We, we mess up, man. We're not, we're not perfect. You don't write first things first by, by accident. By, we, we're sitting yeah. here going, hey, we've had vanities whisper in our ear, man. We've, we've lost track a couple of times. Yeah. But you're always going to see us run back and go, man, sorry, Lord. I repent. Let's get back to the basics here. So that's what we were taught. It's what we watched growing up. Yeah, something really, really special when family comes together to do ministry. I think we all have hearts for pastors and leaders and that are and people that are on the front lines. And we try to encourage them all the time. Hearing how First Things First has impacted leadership meetings and retreats. We heard a story this weekend at one of our shows about that. They said First Things First seemed to be the theme of the whole retreat that weekend with these pastors and leaders and said there was an altar and an invitation call and first things first was playing multiple times throughout this retreat and they saw pastors just weeping and leaders just weeping and really coming back to saying god i'm coming back to my first love i'm sorry for getting caught up in all of the demands the pressure when you're in leadership that you can put on yourself Am I living up to this call? Am I stewarding my flock? Am I doing this good enough? Dad used to always tell us, he said, boys, and that's when we were younger, starting out with CBF, he'd say, boys, when you finally lose the stars in your eyes, you'll really be able to be used. (laughs) You'll really be able, God's really going to be able to take anybody. That's for anybody. As soon as you lose the glitz, the glam, the stars, the visions of grandeur, Man, then you're then you're dangerous to the enemy. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I believe God almost has a sense of humor about yeah. it. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. He ain't trying to chip you up to get the best of you. That's been our message from the beginning, bro. That God is a good God. The devil's a bad devil. They never swap jobs. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. In Him there is no variableness. There is no shadow of turning. Jesus said, "The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy." But I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. You can trust your heavenly Father. You can trust that he's for you hmm. and that he's got plans to prosper you and, and to give you a desired expected. And that is the will of God. That is his character. He's unchanging. Saturday, October 28th, catch consumed by fire at Higher Hope Church in Big Flats, New York. You can find out more about that show and find how to get your tickets when you go to familylife.org under the events tab. If you enjoyed this episode of 10 Minutes With, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode. You might also consider giving to Family Life, the listener-funded ministry that makes this and other podcasts possible. If That Makes Sense is a Family Life original podcast where we talk about what life is really like as a young adult Christian and Therese Talk, a podcast with help for women to better serve their families and community. They are all free and on demand at familylife.org. Just click podcast in the radio menu.